My bike has been stolen. And I'm really upset about it. Okay, sorry. I don't know what that was. Um, I have to do a pause because I have to check if it's recording. Because if it's not recording, and I think it's recording, it's so bad. You have no idea. So, it's been stolen. My bike. I traded in an old bike that I paid a lot of money for. Had to pay out of pocket to cover the difference. Now that bike is gone. And it's like, why do I insist on owning a bicycle in Los Angeles when I don't have a safe place to put it? Because I can't put it where I live because it's too tiny. And I don't want to hang it up in there. It's just not my thing. So, I don't know. I'm just mad at myself. And I still... I don't know. I feel like... Okay, so here's the thing. Remember when I started this podcast about... How many years ago? When did I start this thing? I think it was at the end of 2021. And I think it was supposed to follow this trajectory of success, right? The American dream, questioning all that. I'm not going to eat pizza. Um, I just passed by this new pizza place. There's a TV in there? What? And plants. And... So... That led me on this journey because, you know, okay, kind of a recap, kind of a recap of the last two years, but I'm going to wait because there's people walking and I don't want them knowing my business. All right. Let me make sure it's recording. Okay. So, two years ago, post-COVID, turning from previously closed to work, shifting gears, not really, more like switching places, going to a new place, I hated it, right? Here, I'm going to turn my music all the way. Okay, whatever. Let me do this. Um... I'm just going to walk with my phone in my hand because I get just so paranoid. Um, So I wasn't about that life, even though looking back, they paid me a little bit more than when I got paid for like the past two years, maybe more because with the whatchamacallit. And so... Looking back, sometimes I regret leaving because, I mean, hold on, I don't want to do this. Um, looking back, I was like, they had a gym, they fed me well for breakfast and dinner, and I don't know what I was complaining about, crying about, dreading every day, but I was dreading every day. Depending on how old you are and what's happened to you, it's like there are these moments in your life. The reason I say this now is because I work in elementary school. So like, well, you guys are not eight years old, I'm assuming. But like people who are younger, they don't have as many experiences. So it's like they're not able to relate to you on everything. 
But something, sure. But anyway, I was just dreading working. It was terrible. I would spend an hour in bed just before waking up. I mean, just before getting up. And so I was like, you know, maybe it was like depression or something hit me. I don't know if it was because of my job or just because so many life changes at the time or because it was winter time. Could have been a lot of things. But I didn't want to work there anymore because I knew it was going to be hell when everybody started coming back to work. And it was just so busy. It was becoming a thankless job where I couldn't express myself. And there wasn't really a lot of creativity. So, so I left. And part of me regrets it. But I mean, at the time, how I was feeling was so severe. It's what let me, it's what galvanized. I don't know what word to use. It's sort of what influenced me to leave. I mean, there's a lot of other things, but basically... The reason why I'm explaining this is because, oh look, a cat. Why are you looking at me that way? Why do you feel, you kind of human or something. A cat is acting like it's a human being. God, it's alive. Um, God, I get so easily distracted when I do this stuff. Okay, let's see. I was quitting. Well, it led me to leave the job, but you know, other things too, like discovering uh, biological offspring or whatever. And, go bitch. And actually, let me see if this car will stop for me. I'm gonna take my time. I used to wanna like run across the street, but I'm just gonna take my time. Um, Yeah, it inspired me to leave. And it was hard. It's still really hard. I feel like why I left too is because I had so much saved. Because I was working two jobs under the guise of one job. And then I was investing a lot of that money and not spending it. And yeah, I was just really lucky. I mean, the government really cared about people in the early stages of the pandemic, you know, they made sure you were provided for. But then as soon as things opened up, it's like, screw you, figure it out. Have fun, good luck, whatever. And so that kind of gave me a lot of options, you know, at least for a little while. So during the past couple of years, I've been, let me try to recollect. So I think I lasted, with the guilt and everything, I think I lasted like two weeks before finding a first job, for finding a job again. And that was like right after I fell off the, fell out the tub or shower and I really messed up my shin. It was swollen in two places and it hurt like hell for like a week. I hate messing my legs up. It's the worst thing ever. Your legs, very important, very underrated limbs. Um, but anyway, in around the second week of January, I started working 
it's funny because I was doing my some of my onboarding while I was at the spruce goose job. Um, so I started like the second week of January. I worked during. This is gonna be a long episode, <laughs> which is good. I think I'll head back around nine or something or eight thirty. I'll just walk for a really long time, but not too far from where I live. Um, so. I remember I would go to coffee shops a lot. Am I this loud? Okay. I would go to coffee shops a lot. I remember I would listen to the song by Tori Amos called Cornflake Girl. So that was like the anthem for this period of time. Early 2022. And I was a dishwasher at night at Tender Greens in the marina. Shout out to probably two people are still working there. As of Two people I worked with, anyway. They're still over there, I'm sure. Maybe not. And I was doing that for a while because I figured I didn't want to work with the public, like, facing consumers anymore. I was just tired of that. You know, eventually they had me moving up, so to speak. Not really. Just filling in for someone else who quit to do their job. And I didn't like it. I have social anxiety. And I talked to my brother about it, who's basically like, more or less like machismo, but not really like that toxic, but no, he's great. He's not a bad person. But even him, like, he's always been the kind of persons that are like, you need to fix those feelings. Those aren't good. Not like girly, but like feelings, but. You have to not feel that way without really listening. But even he said, like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. It's not something you can snap out of. And now now I'm like, okay, then I was right. This is, like, just something that's a part of me. So I didn't like being a, was I a waiter? I don't even know. I think it was, like, a busser, but I didn't bust tables. Like, it was, you're a busser, but you also fried chicken. And you prepped veggies and prepped and made rice and had to sweep and mop and do all this SHIT. And I think when I did dishes, I think I just had to do dishes. But dishes was terrible too. And I think around March of that year, last year I want to say, this is a really long story. So if you're up for a really long story, listen to it. If not too long didn't read this podcast is about this career transition of the great resignation and all that and the process of just finding something and being quote-unquote successful and how long that really takes it's not overnight but that's the short version and it's not even finished all right back to the long story about in about march crunch the numbers realize I don't want to burn through my savings so much and it felt weird just working at night essentially for meals you know and not making ends meet so somewhere along the way I had a few days off I also worked during the Super Bowl I think around that time anyway after that I had a few days off I went to Pasadena and I was reading this book and I left therapists I left my therapist at the time because I was like, I'm not 
I'm not progressing here. I'm still not in a relationship. At the time I said that, still not in one. Um, I'm still a loser. It must be my therapist or whatever. So I left. So I left that therapist. So I had another therapist who, after two sessions, told me, hey, this isn't going to work out. I'm going to leave this clinic or whatever service. Not me. It wasn't about me. But, you know, that kind of sucked. And I was just like, you know what? It just felt weird. So I remember leaving. I think that's when I got my bike that I traded in for the bike that now gotten stolen. Somewhere in Holly, Hollywood? Gore Hills? I have no idea. So I wonder if I can go on the track here because these doors are open. And so is that a security guard? I don't know, but if they kick me out, just kick me out. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, I remember sometime around the time I left my therapist, I was washing dishes and I got this phone call. And it was really weird because, so backtracking even more, albeit shortly, when I worked during COVID, I had a coworker named Zoe, but she was like really young. We didn't really talk that much. Why I bring that up is because, the fuck was that? Why I bring it up was because I got a phone call while I was washing dishes and it was this young woman's voice on the phone. She goes, hey, it's Zoe, what's up? How have you been? And I'm like, oh, hey, Zoe, I'm all right. And then I realized after the next sentence or so that I was questioning, do I know this person? So she was telling me about like if I was interested in this job, in insurance or sales. I'm not sure. Honestly, hold on. I was just happy talking to a member of the opposite sex that wasn't a family member that was also interested in talking to me. So I kind of like got reeled in or whatever. And I think eventually we had a Zoom call. So she would talk about like a lot of investment stuff. Someone's yelling at me. I'm like on the track right now. I don't know if I'm, yeah. So she was talking to me about all this all these weird investment properties or whatever and or hold on i need to get settled is it locked oh my god i think so so she was talking to me about 401ks how they're garbage and how it's good to be a uh, sell life insurance but i forget the name of it Essentially, it was an MLM, a pyramid scheme, if you will, and just drenched in all this network marketing stuff, become your own boss, you know, retire early, live your life to the fullest, don't answer to anybody, like earn diamond level, you know, I could, I could talk about this for hours. Um... And I paid her 
the fee to like do this whole thing, knowing that it wasn't going to last because I felt like I had to right a wrong of some kind on an ethical way because of the whole donor thing, I think. And by the way, I'm walking around the track now. This is going to be my thing right now because it's still across the street from where I live. And it didn't work out because I knew it wasn't going to work out. And I read the book she wanted me to, which is about like having a millionaire mindset or whatever. And I remember reaching out to her and texting her like, you know what, Zoe, this isn't for me. Um, I can't do this. And then I think she thought, because she was trained to like find weaknesses or something, she was like, you have to get out of your comfort zone and tell me. Like, tell me everything. And like, bitch, okay. And I told her, like, like you know, about the whole donor thing, how I have over 15 offspring and how I didn't know what to do with that. And I think I wanted to make so much money so I can, like, buy a home at the time and, like, land for all of them to visit. It was, you know, a big stretch. And it was something that was really weighing down on me because, you know, I don't have... A huge income so a lot of it was just like man I hope one day man I hope one day like oh my god how am I going to come up with this and then I was like I can't like something's got to give because in July of 2021 that's when I found out about my biological child I saw a photo of one which again I can talk about that for hours that's its own thing but I realized like you know like I don't know what to do so around that same time, um, and I think I was talking to this other therapist. It was a guy, and my my long-term therapist that I've had for forever, she's female. But anyway, um, I remember at the time I was just so lost and so confused and so my psyche was just in tatters kind of because... You know, it was kind of like a weird identity crisis. Um, so I probably told this story a gazillion times, but why not tell it one more time, right? What's one more? Um, I remember contacting the sperm bank and talking to a psychologist about what happened and how I didn't know what to do, you know? Because there was a dilemma about telling the mom the the parent the recipient parent so I was like oh my god what do I do because I felt like if I didn't tell her I was doing a disservice to the child because you know I learned through these Facebook groups like you like we take knowing our parents for granted so I felt like as a donor I took I feels like I took so much away from these kids, you know? I just took away so much. And... And I just felt bad, and I wanted to give them the opportunity to know me as kids. Because I didn't want them to feel like this gaping hole, in addition to all the pain that comes with being human, you know? And... And I really have to let... 
Ooh, I don't want to get into that now because that's the progression of the story, right? But, um, yeah, let this be like an hour. This is probably going to be like an hour long. So, where am I at? I think I'm at. Oh, yeah, I talked to the psychologist at the sperm bank and, or that the sperm bank referred me to. And it didn't answer any of my questions. It didn't really help. I don't think it was like trying, she was trying to shame me, but I don't think she understood like the weight of what I was feeling at the time and the confusion and the dilemma, which, you know, again, attacked my psyche basically and the core of my being. And so I think I remember I had given myself a year before contacting the parent. So I waited a year and a month or something for good measure. And I wrote. I remember this was long after I quit the dishwashing because I did dishwashing and dog walking between March and then I left dishwashing in May because I was just broken. <laughs> like my body was broken from working two jobs that were just physically draining. And I remember one of my coworkers from the restaurant invited me to, I think like a going away party or something. Cause she was going off to college and a lot of coworkers were gonna be there. And that's where I was like, you know what? This was so heavy on my mind at the time. Now that I look back to this decision of, should I do this or should I not? It was so on so much weight on me, on my soul. Um, so then and there I realized like you know what people keep asking me what's wrong and it's all I could think about you know I would just dwell on this and I didn't even with therapy it was really hard so I made the decision that night when I was at this party where people were drinking and I'm not a drinker and so I was like you know what it's now or never I have to do it I had so much guilt and I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell the mom and maybe the mom has guilt or uncertainty, but I can't carry this, you know? And even if I tell the mom, you know, and the mom tells the girl, like, it's her choice. I can't take that away. I can't take that away from me. Even someone so young, you know, if they want to get to know their biological parent, whether it's just asking them questions or looking at pictures or talking to me like they need that and I took that from them and it's like yes you can say like John that's so much you don't have to do all that you're not responsible for all that but it's like I am aware of that but it's like what about them you know because even if to say nothing of you know they're biologically related to me it's like their identity is important. You know, I value just people and their identity. And them not knowing their biological parent, doesn't matter if it was me, like, I feel bad that I took that from them. And, sorry I didn't get winded. I think I'll do one more walk and walk back home. I took that from them and I wanted to give her the opportunity to just do with it what she wanted. Um, so I wrote that at night over there through Facebook chat or something. So I sent it to her. I screenshotted it. 
I think I saved like a document on it, so I still have it. Um, I had a weird nightmare that night. I don't remember, but it involved the mom. I woke up. I was blocked in real life from Facebook. Well, you know, you know what I mean. It wasn't a dream. And I was freaking out and I was really mad at her and probably mad at myself, but it was all I could do, you know, and I left my contact info. I left information about me, not a lot, nothing like, no real serious details about who I was or my life, but I left my number, my email, my date of birth, my full name, I think where I was from or where I was born. And that was it because, you know, another thing was I was afraid of what would happen if I got hit by a car or, you know, if I just dropped dead or didn't wake up. I was like, man, I had this opportunity to reach out and I didn't take it. I didn't want to have that. So that was the least I could do is just send that, you know, kind of heartbreaking when you think about it. Do I want to finish this off? Not really. And and I did it. And she blocked me. And then that sucked. And that was its own thing of like, now what do I do moving forward? What is my life about? Is it about me? What do I do? I was burning through a lot of my funds at the time, just switching jobs and just having those gaps. And then I think around the time Around August is when I was walking dogs and I was at Starbucks and I was really struggling like with my physical health because I would walk for miles and then close and then work in the morning for like sometimes six days a week. I think I went a stretch of 12 days working and it's not just 12 days of a sitting at a desk job. It's 12 days of waking up, eating a big ass breakfast, walking several miles taking a nap, driving to a coffee shop and working like maybe like a four or a six hour shift and then repeating the process. And it was just weighing on me. I think that I would be burning like, I think at one point I burned 3,600 calories a day. Um, needless to say, I lost a lot of weight, but I think I had a nervous breakdown. But when I say that, I think just my nervous system cracked because I think there was a night where I couldn't sleep and it was so bad. I woke up drenched in sweat and I had to take the day off from my Starbucks job on a weekend, which was ass, but well, for the team, I felt so bad. Um, but I ended up leaving the dog walking and that was hard. It's hard for me to leave jobs because it feels like I'm betraying and abandoning my employers you know, which are most, have mostly been female for whatever reason, but um, I left that job because I got hired by LAUSD, which I didn't know, unbeknownst to me, that process takes a few months, and I left my job prematurely. Um, so I think I was just at Starbucks, you know, at night, part-time, on weekends here or there, and I started at LAUSD. So let's see. I'm at 27 minutes. So I'm going to start walking home. I'll try to finish it up. Um, 
So I've been at LAUSD, I think, next year. I don't know if I've been there a full year. Are these bats or birds? They're birds, but why are they out at night? Are they those like larkspurs? What's a larkspur? But they are birds, right? I think they're like little roadrunners because of how they run. Um, I started working, so I don't really know how how many years you can say you worked at LAUSD because it's like, you're not really working there every week. You get a lot of breaks. Um, but I started in the fall of 2022, but I started a couple months after the session started. So I wanna say mid-October, it was like my first week. Um, and that was a big deal for me. I was really excited about that. Whenever you start a job that you feel like will get you out of this, oh my God, what is my life come to? Like, it's a big deal. So I'm still there and I'm really like trying to find my career in life, you know, my career path. That's something that's super important to me um, because after being a donor, I don't think I want to have children of my own. Do they have a weightlifting room? No way! I could have been so successful at the school if I went here in 2018 to 20, yeah, maybe 20, maybe 2015, 16, probably 2016. Um, whatever, maybe I will be successful. I do want to be successful. I do want to have a, a successful career in whatever field. I had narrowed it down to counseling and being a teacher because, you know, LAUSD, I mean, they could probably help me do both. And that's the path a lot of people go to when they're in LAUSD. It's like, do I want to be an educator? Or do I want to have like a support role where you're supporting students, you know, outside the classroom? So I was kind of looking at what I had to do. And, you know, I kind of want the easy way out, but there is no easy way out. But I figured I don't want to get a master's and there's internship program I can do, which I really want to take on, you know, and I've accepted it might take me a couple years. But you know what? I can probably just do what I do for a couple years, suffer a little bit and then just not burn through my retirement, hopefully, you know, and And I want to do that, you know. I've been taking my exams. I took my writing exam on Saturday. I'm going to thank you to my sister for letting me borrow her laptop. Um, I'm going to take my math and my reading one next month. I think one of them I'm going to take on a Saturday and the other one on a Sunday of the same weekend. Or maybe a different weekend or something. And I think there's other things I have to do when I get into the program. But you know what? I'm just trying to like get the ball rolling at this point at whatever pace. Cause like, you know, you live a little bit, you kind of know yourself. You kind of know what you're capable of and what you need to be helped with. I think for me, I'm just really, really slow at beginning something. Not completing something, beginning something. Like, but once I get into it, like, I'm unstoppable, you know, once I really get into it. So 
it's kind of just been about like, oh my God, how long am I going to wait to do this? And just like, that's the thing about being a male. It's like, you just try to put things off for so long that you know you can do and excel in because all you want to do is like smoke pot, jerk off or play video games or eat junk food, you know? And it's like, I don't want to fall into that trap again and or that cycle or whatever and it's tough it's tough in that way being a guy i don't want to say it's tough being a guy but i want to say in that sense it can be difficult you know to carve out a kind of purpose in a life that can kind of at the drop of a hat shift you into this pool of aimlessness or this path of aimlessness which kind of a contradiction but um, or lack of path, you know, and I really want to beat this and I really want to pursue something that I can do for the rest of my life, basically, which it's like, that's the thing. I feel like the American dream is different for everyone. You know, I think it's real. I think it's important, but I think it's not this one one trick pony, you know, where it's like, it's not about a white picket fence. It's not about being domesticated and owning a multi-million dollar home in the suburbs and having that white picket fence and a dog to protect your property because it's all connected to evolutionary processes and whatever. So many bikes and I don't have one. <laughs> um... Yeah, like the American dream is so much more than what you own, like ownership, right? Which is connected to this whole Eurocentric narrative of colonization and all that. And really like, it's about starting something. It's about, you know, they say God made everything from nothing. Um, Something like that. I want to walk in the school, but I also want to go home. Um, but it's about starting from scratch. It's about taking your life in a different direction than your parents. Because for a lot of people, whether it's because their parents were immigrants or just not educated or abusive or all three or something. Oh, look, an owl an owl I'm mystified by owls um yeah it's about saying you know what I don't want that for me I don't want that for my kids if I have kids or if I want to have kids I want a better life I want a better life for myself I want a better life for the next of kin I want a better life for the next generation in general I think that's what it's about and I think we kind of fall into traps of what that is. Like, I was reading an online article about, ooh, what's this? A new walk, 810, five miles away. Do I want to walk a dog for 20 minutes? I'm going to put I'll be there in an hour and see what happens. But I don't want to walk a dog. It's not worth it. It's like use up all this gas and they pay you like 10 bucks super just to not buy gas and not walk 
And is that good though? Should I look at things that way? I don't know. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's about it's about positive change. What I was going to say was there's a trap because in this online article about civilization, it's explaining how we've had to like own our desires or urges for the sake of. I've learned that sirens are something you really hear, so I'm just gonna ignore that. And just trust that they won't hurt your ears. Yeah, it's like it was explaining how during the course of civilization, we've had to like repress our urges for the sake of like technical advancements, philosophical advancements. And you can't do that and be total animals and just fuck whatever you want and kill people for food and sex, basically. And so, you know, well, somewhere along the way, we got to, we didn't really plan for this whole advancement to change this quickly. And it turns out it's not very good for our home planet. So there's two options, basically, or maybe three. Yeah, probably like three. One fuck it, let's just live in a scorched earth and just give in to everything. Two, or continuation of one, and just try to blow shit up because that might happen. Um, two, try to find a new planet somewhere that's like us so we don't have to deal with the mess we made. We can just kind of like start over or something but not really have a plan, but maybe it will work out or whatever. Which kind of got us into this mess. Or C, which is... Kind of like B, but also in addition. It's like, maybe we can make this work with our world. Maybe we can change things. Maybe we can... Think about keeping things green. And maybe not progressing civilization so much. Maybe it's time for a break. Like a fast. For us to reassess the future and like... Maybe the planet needs help. Maybe we don't need to... Maybe we don't need to compete with other countries, other corporations, other individuals. Oh, God. Just go, bitch. Just go. Damn. That's quick. Um... You know, maybe we don't need to advance so much right now. And maybe it's okay to slow down and find solutions for this disgusting mess we're making. Because it's embarrassing. We're probably... Like, are we going to have great-grandchildren? We don't know. So... So, yeah, like... Like, you know, whatever. Um, maybe it's good to take a break. And just try to heal or something. But knowing humanity... It's like... You get what you pay for. 
it's like there's part of this there's this I don't know if it's cynical or just realistic where you're like uh, I kind of know how people work you know I'm not saying this but there's this sense that a person can have what's like uh, probably not gonna happen oh my god I don't even know what anyway um yeah part of me thinks like are we really gonna turn things around and it's like ah, yeah right like really humanity nah and I wanna take this bike because someone took my bike that's how humans think it's not good um yeah so that's just where I've been at now and you know I'm trying to turn things around for myself it's been really difficult to just kind of do this but I wanted to put it on a podcast you know to inspire people to kind of explain it's not going to happen in a month or two where you're just going to get this phone call and your life is going to change and you're going to make lots of money. Life is a process. Adulthood is a process. Success takes a very long time. And the idea of it can change so many times in so many ways. And I'm going to go inside now. And I think that's what this episode was about. It was just recognizing that great things take a lot of time, you know, and sometimes we don't know what's going to happen and and that's okay, you know? And I have a good life. It's not the best. I feel like I want a better life. I want eventually to move into a place with a dishwasher. <laughs> but, you know, I'm okay for a simple life, you know. I think people look for a way to not suffer in the moment and also not suffer in the long term. And And I got to tell you, like, I don't like telling people what to do. I don't want to tell you how to live, but I feel like it's wiser to kind of think about how you can get better in the long term. You know, it's easy to say, I'm going to deal with my feeling of right now with the right now solution, which is, it can be hard drugs, it can be weed, it can be food, it can be sex, it can be video games, it can be exercising. It could be a relationship, but basically something that's just filling this bucket that has a hole in it, you know? And eventually, time after time, you're like, oh, this didn't work. Or why is this making things worse? And then you make the decision to say, you know what? 
I want to do something that's going to help me. Not just today, not just until the next morning, but just help me, period, you know? And it's, it is difficult. I'm still working on it because I'm still trying to get off the video games. I'm still trying to get off all of what the video games do, which is just make me eat garbage and stay sedentary. And of course, I'm not playing for 16 hours a day, but it's like, even playing one hour a day can get in the way of your life enough to want to stop, you know? And I think that's really important because they say addiction, oh, if it's getting in the way in your life, yes. But 16 hours a day, it could get in the way of your life. It couldn't, you know, half an hour a day. It could get in the way of your life, depending on how you look at it. And I think for me, I just want to do different things with my time. But I feel like in L.A., that's so hard if you're just kind of getting by. And if you have anxiety, which is like a lot of people in L.A., you know, just trying to get by and also have anxiety and are not living their lives to the fullest because of that. And I know this is going to take me a long time, but I want to do that. You know, I don't know if I care much about owning a home. I don't know if I care much about having my own family. I also don't want to be a spendthrift. I don't want to wait, piss my life away and not budget. I want to live an intentional life, but I feel like for me, that's going to take time because now I can't keep doing this for the next three years. I'm just going to run out of funds. So, and also, I can't work these jobs where I'm working for a crowd of people that are just staring at me while I make drinks or whatever. And things change when you get older, you know? Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not bashing the barista job, but it's just like after a while you realize like this isn't going to do anything for me. You're out of that stage of like, this was helping me adjust to humanity and helping me deal with the real world. But it's like, I don't see myself doing management in coffee shops. Maybe one day when I'm old and like, ooh. listen to that part and was like what let me look up um I don't know if I want to do that but like in the future but I don't think I'm meant for that I just I don't know who's passionate about some of these jobs that exist like who wakes up and decides I want to manufacture bottles or Another thing I don't understand is why celebrities now try to mark this, like, tequila or, like, CBD. I don't get it. But I guess it's, like, a side venture they do or whatever because they're old and want to stay young or something. And don't want to, like, rip their hair out because they have so much time and whatever. Um, but I want to have something. I want to have something to leave home for. Do I want something to come home to? Not really. 
not really. And, you know, I know on Sunday was my Yom Kippur fast, which I think it was just a coincidence. Or was it a Rosh Hashanah? I'm not sure. But, you know, on Saturday, Saturday evening, I had such bad, like, stomach problems because I binge ate, like, all this El Pollo Loco in the morning. And I was just so gassy and backed up. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, my body was just like, you know what? Like, you need a break from food. You need a break. So yesterday, I think all I had was like a half a cup of coffee. Um, Which was like a two-day-old iced Americano. And, And I was like, It was not bad. It was not bad. And now I'm thinking about my mom being sick, which is lame. Anyway. Um, I fasted and I was like, I can do this. I can save some money if I just don't eat. <laughs> And I can just say, oh, I'm fasting for my health or fasting for spirituality. But it's like, no, I'm just broke. Um, Yeah. But I mean, I'll figure it out. It's going to take a while, but I want to figure it out, you know? I haven't been walking as many dogs. I kind of want to walk more dogs now. But... I think that's it. I think you got the gist of it in this, like, what, 50 minutes. The hard part is always writing these, like, dumb captions or these, like, weird things. So what am I going to write? In this episode, I discuss how the past two... The two years, two years of my life have led on, led me to this point. And recap the progression of the purpose of this podcast regarding the American dream. All right. I still haven't reached the minimum for cashing out, so I'm probably going to put an ad in this. But I figure, you know what? Ads are everywhere on podcasts now, and mine is like rapid speaking. So whatever. I'm going to add an ad. So sorry if you had to watch a 15-second ad in hopes of me earning 10 fucking dollars. (laughs) <laughs> all right that's it thank you hey it's me oh my allergies are so bad that i don't know if i could really move on with my life until i address it because 
I just, I don't know why. <sighs> so much burns and itches. Like, I'm really trying to figure out. Let's figure this out first of all. I'm really trying to figure out what the culprit is. Like, what's causing all of it. Hold on, I don't think I need my mask right now. Even though I think it might help. I can barely function. Even just like being home, like it's, and laying in bed is a lot, you know? Luckily, it's not like a mental health thing, it's like a sinus thing. But I swear to you, like, I can't say I've tried everything because I'm not willing to put that many resources towards it. But, oh getting close to that because I don't know like oh god most of this uh, episode is going to be me going oh oh no I can't Ugh. it's going to be a lot of that so bear with me this is an episode about allergies or something whatever um so, as far as foods go, I don't even think I can talk. I don't think I'm allergic to a lot. Like, I think some stuff is gross, but it's not like I'm allergic. Like, I can eat shellfish. I can drink milk. Um, I'm okay with tree nuts and all that. Whatever, you know, but I feel like just because you're not allergic to a food doesn't mean like it doesn't affect you, it doesn't affect your health, you know. Like, God, she is so skinny. I wish I was that skinny. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm trying to figure out if it's like a gluten thing or what. So sometimes I'll run the gamut of rewinding and rewinding my day or week and try to figure out, okay, this day I ate this and I had allergies and then I drank coffee and it made it worse. Or is it the coffee that started it? But I think it's the coffee that does amplify it. I'm trying to like figure out the science behind it. I was talking to my biological son about allergies and stuff and how the coffee does make it worse and just trying to like understand what an allergy is or a histamine or something and it has something to, I think it has something to do with carbon or nitrogen or something but it's like your body thinks it's bad for you but it's not but it's like a, it's an immune response to something. So, like, think about it this way. Like, 
like a cold or a flu or COVID or whatever. And no, I'm not talking about long COVID or whatever weird new stuff. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to go on the street. Um, it goes in your nose, right? So this defense is your nose that's and your immune system that's trying to like attack this allergen or this thing that doesn't need to be inside of you because it'll kill you or whatever. So the first thing it tries to do is just like try to get it out of your nose. I don't know if I'm talking about the virus or like a, sorry, excuse the burp, um, or the allergy, but left turn. This left turn is brought to you by, I don't know. Almost there. So, for me and my allergies, what it'll do, my nose system and all that, it'll generate all this mucus and really inflame my, um, the inflammation is, is, again, it's the response. So, it'll cause an inflation, cause an inflation, cause inflammation in my sinuses. This is my theory. Maybe it's true or something, I don't know. But maybe it's just something I tell myself to make me feel better or something. So my theory or my guess is my sinuses get clogged or jammed or stuffy or tight or swollen so that they close. So all of this junk or crap or S word or whatever doesn't go into my actual like lungs and my body. And my blood cells or... You know what I mean? So, like, I think that's why it clogs everything. And I get all this water coming down my nose because... It's just trying to get it out of me. Like, blocking an entrance. And so that's why I get like this. Like, you can hear, like, I'm really nasally. Because it's attacking my sinus area. There's, like, another symptom for people. It's, like, coughing. But I don't know why. Like, I just won't cough. But I think that's when it's, like, in your lungs. So you cough to get it out. And then I think for fevers or something, maybe even for mine, too, like, my allergies, I get, like, fevers and, like, headaches. But the fevers are... Uh, yeah. The fevers are to raise the body's temperature so that the... The bacteria can't live in that, like, um, can't live inside you. So, like, when your body's temperature goes up, it's, like, trying to kill the bacteria. So, yeah, I do get allergies. Um, I do get allergies. And the allergies give me, like, the hay fever or whatever. Hey. So, that's kind of where I'm at right now with the allergies. It's like, sometimes it's just 
constant sneezes, sweaty, I want to die kind of feelings. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's causing all this. I think last week, so another sub theory or something. So last week I went with my brother to go visit my mom at this hospital. That's where I'm going to right now. I'm about to get on the 10. And once I get to like the late 10, I'm gonna like stop recording. So it's gonna abruptly cut off because I have to figure this out. Unless I do this. So, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's causing all this. Like, I think it's, oh yeah, so a sub theory. So, where am I going? 10 East. Sorry, I can't do this when I'm on the freeway. Well, I can, just not yet. So, it's gonna be awkward, it's gonna be awkward. So I'm trying to figure out what's causing all this. So last week I went with my brother to visit my mom and I wore this blue Dodger sweater that I think was in like my uh, suitcase where you keep like winter stuff. And so I took it out and I wore it, but I don't remember if I wore it before I went to go visit my mom. But I remember that day, it was a Sunday. My allergies, ugh. Probably the worst they've been in a while, but they get pretty bad. And I think I was talking to my son. Oh my God, it's so weird saying my son, but I've talked to him so many times where I think he's starting to feel like my child and stuff, but Again, I don't raise him. I don't take care of him. It's not an obligation of mine, but I want to get to know him because he's literally like part of me or something. I don't know. We talked a lot about bullying today and he was telling me about, well, I'm not going to bring it up because I want, I don't want to go too off tangent, but pretty soon he's going to watch a video about puberty with his class or something because he's in the fifth grade and I think they show that to like fifth graders or something I think that's some kind of tradition but I remember doing that so we, we were talking about it and I told him to take a notebook and write things down and have questions and ask about the girl stuff because I told him when I was in fifth grade there was a boy group and a girl group but there weren't enough like spots so they had a third group which was a mixed group of boys and girls so we all watched each other's videos so I don't know it was really weird I don't even remember anything I think they talked to us about condoms but and periods that's all though I don't know 
definitely they didn't talk about consent at that point. Consent is more of like a Gen Z thing. Not the actual topic, but like educating people about it. I don't think we had that when we were in fifth grade. But anyway, allergies. Oh yeah, so it might have been the Dodger sweater. So, because I wore it this morning to get coffee and allergies were really bad. So I threw that in the hamper. So it might be that. How many more miles we got? Six and a half. Um, I'm just trying to figure it out. There's this other thing, like a ceiling light in the bathroom. Um, I went ahead and like tried to clean the thing out. Because it traps dust, but it's not really a filter. It just gets trapped. Kind of like the heater grate thing. It's not really like filtering anything. It's just collecting dust. So I just said that a little bit. Whoa. Okay, I get it. So I ended up throwing the light bulb in like the cover. So I'm going to have to buy like a cover for this ceiling fan thing, filter or whatever. Um, might be like a building issue too. And then I contacted our property manager and he's a dick. I'm not going to get into it, but he was just being really passive aggressive about how he posted up where to reach out for maintenance stuff and that was like over a year ago and I don't read that so I called him which was weird because like now with my phone like when I call a number if it's a business it'll say what business I'm calling so it said like hypnotherapy but the guy's supposed to like I don't know like the other guy we had I don't know if he was the manager or just like helping us but he was really cool. Like he opened the, the door for my unit when I locked myself out. This guy was telling me there's no one doing that and to call a locksmith. Pinche cabron. Like, ugh. Anyway, maybe they can clean like the filter area. Cause I asked for a bathroom screen window cause I don't have one. So I'm guessing like the dust is coming through there. Cause there's no screen to filter it out so that might be it but i remember back in um i don't want to walk i do want to walk a dog but i can't because that's a scene alarm i can walk charlie at night but probably someone's going to walk him um Yeah, maybe they can clean the filter. Hopefully get like a bathroom screen. Um, just to at least filter out the dust. There was this um, air purifier. It's pretty expensive. It's like a couple hundred bucks. But there's like three filters. There's a filter for the dust and hair. And then that's like the big one. And then there's a little filter that's like for particles. So, like, that might be more of a last resort. 
like so that I don't break my budget I just won't do that right now and then I'm gonna go the N95 mask route to where on the weekends I just when I walk dogs especially I'll just wear a mask I don't give a shit if like excuse my language I don't care if the owners have like a camera and they see that I'm wearing a mask and they get suspicious that I'm gonna try to rob them and I don't want to show my face which mind you doesn't matter because my profile has my face on it and they know my number so anyway I'm gonna have to wear a mask to these walks now because probably the pet dander and you don't know how dusty people's places are so I'm gonna go that route because I think the N95 does block the pollen and stuff. I don't know if it's pollen, but it's something. Man, it's something. There's this other surgery that's supposed to like, I don't know if it takes out your sinuses or it takes out something in your system or sinus system or I don't know what. But I was thinking about that. I don't know if insurance covers it because like sometimes insurance doesn't cover stuff that could make your life nice but it's like you won't die without it you'll just continue to suffer with it with yeah doing nothing about it as far as like surgery or something but yeah there's masks there's the air thing also thinking about throwing out a ton of clothes and I wanted to buy this like hypoallergen. Huh? I wanted to buy huh? I wanted to buy a hypoallergenic sweater because it's like, what if the sweaters are dusty? But then it's like I remember they didn't these allergies. They didn't used to be that bad. But they said something about like the how when the climate's like wet this year it's it's kind of rained a lot this year, that might be why. But anyway, I don't really get sick like from colds, but I do get gnarly sinus infections. Maybe it's like because I don't exercise as much. It could be that like I know exercising is supposed to help your immune system out. Traffic's pretty light today. I'm probably going to be like 15 minutes early. I'm already about to be on 110. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to figure it out. I might throw a ton of clothes away or at least store a ton of clothes. Another thing I want to do is... So this is probably going to lead me to a different tangent that is related to allergies. Well, here's the traffic. Um, it's the books I have. So I own a lot of books. Not a, not like a lot, a lot, a lot, but just like you know, a lot of books. So enough books to where in my standards I can say I have a lot for myself 
and a lot of them are collectors but like first editions which I kind of hoard so not the, I don't think the value will go up that much just because not a lot of people read these books but anyway they're not really that famous either why are there so many cars um So my plan is to read all these books, the non-collector ones. Why, you ask? Because this sounds bad, but because of the dust. Like, I don't want to have a lot of dust. It's not because I actually want to read these books, but I want to read books. But the issue with that is the reading itself becomes like a point of conquest or feeling productive. So then I read just so I can say I read something, not because I'm actually enjoying it, which is really getting in the way, one of ten or good. It's getting in the way of like the pleasure of reading to where now I see it as like, let me read as much as I can, as quickly as I can to get all the dust out of where I live. Because the plan is to like read a book and when I finish it, donate it especially the bigger books because I'm guessing they collect more dust but it's like you know how they say dust is made out of dead skin or dead skin cells what about if like you leave a ton of books in a room for a hundred years and no one goes in wouldn't it get dusty And it's like, whose dead skin are they eating? Is it like a ghost? Is that what it means? I don't know. My top three reasons for why I have allergies. Maybe five. Let's do five. One of them is the air quality in Los Angeles. Maybe there's pollen here. Maybe there's like air pollution, smoke, smog. There's a lot of reasons why I don't think it is the air, mainly because this is pretty recent. It's not like, it's not nude. It's not very, well, hold on. It hasn't happened to me my whole life in LA it's happened mostly in the last like three years even when I was in shape I would get allergies pretty bad which would lead to sinus infections so I don't know if it's an air quality but maybe another one probably the one that's most likely is the dust mites which it's not so here's the thing it's not the dust people are allergic to It's not the dust mites that people are allergic to. It's the fecal matter that is produced by dust mites. And they're like microscopic. You can't see them. You have to use a microscope. So it's got to be that. I think it's that. Let's see what else. Another guess I had was diet. And like, because allergy it's an inflammation thing so I was thinking maybe if I change my diet I wouldn't have much issues with allergies 
So I'm guessing, it's not really guessing, it's more hoping that it's something like that to where I can change it and see like quick results that just comes down to eating different foods. Because I don't mind, like, here's the thing. Dust allergies can get to the point where, like, you would do anything, even if it means not eating spicy fried chicken that's, like, crunchy and juicy, which I think it's, like, my thing. I think, like, chicken is my thing. So, but, hey, I'm pretty sure I would give up chicken to, like, not deal with this anymore. So... I was here yesterday. I sold a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh cards yesterday. Sorry. They were worth a lot because I just didn't. Um, I would give up spicy fried chicken to like not have allergies anymore. So maybe it's that. Um... How many is that? Like three or four? I think that's three. Another honorable, well, an honorable mention is this car, because there is dust in this car. Again, I don't know where this dust comes from, but there's a lot of it. The only thing with that is I'll get allergies like when I wake up. Like I could usually tell within the first half hour of my day if my allergies are going to be bad. So, if that's connected with my diet, it could be what I'm eating for dinner. And the coffee is just making it worse. Although, I do have a coffee addiction, so I might have to do black tea. Um, so, half a mile. Sometimes it's just a slow car. Um, it could be this car. I have like a duster that I got. So I feel like I'm throwing all this money at the symptoms. My brother was telling me about this. Um,
my brother was telling me about this thing called Zyrtec, which is like, you guessed it for allergies, and he said that that stuff works wonders, and so I think it's like 40 bucks for like 90 tablets, so I wasn't going to buy any, but I think like the N95 Max or masks are like 40 bucks, and... I might do that instead so I don't have to buy the mask because the masks will take up more space than the um, than the the pills because the pills I can just put in my medicine cabinet. Like living in a studio, you have to think about space. So you have to make decisions on what you bring home. And there's an emphasis on getting rid of things. So I have all this stuff at home. So I'm trying to get rid of stuff because of the dust. One oh one south. There's the one oh one south. One ten north, one one. Where is that? One oh one north. Okay, so I gotta turn right here. Understand this. Twenty-four A. What? I guess it doesn't matter. I'm like half an hour early, which sucks, but better than being half an hour late because I want to see my mom for two hours but I should have told my brother but I didn't want to go with my brother because I don't know it feels like when I drive him like I spoil him but at the same time maybe he needed a break from his family life to see my mom with his brother that would have been cool but I don't know I also think maybe he wanted time with his family. But my mom needs visitors and I want to see my mom. And I don't want to go during the weekend.
can't be like uh, <coughs> <coughs> probably it's the screen window because like if you look at my regular window in the I don't know if you call it a living room or bedroom or kitchen because it's a studio but in that window it's like that screen door has so much dust on it like and I'm guessing it's filtering all that dust out so maybe it's the window should have brought my book for when they inevitably tell me to wait half an hour even though yeah because a lot of places are short staffed to be honest I don't know why um, I'm sure there's a good reason for it so like at this place a lot of the time they'll be like the nurses are doing this so you can't go in yet the nurses are doing that so you have to wait so I you have to be kind of patient just kind of be thankful that you're even able to like see someone Ugh. my mom's been in and out of the hospital since July and it's October so bad. I hope she gets better. I don't know what this is. I think it's her mind or something. I mean, I wish I knew. It feels like one of those medical mysteries. Okay, we're almost there. Oh, I didn't bring my cookies. Everything happens for a reason. This is so expensive. Ugh. <clears throat> yeah, I'm like 25 minutes early. They said I wasn't even allowed to go in today. I'm almost there. How long have I been recording? Let's see. It's been like almost 40 minutes. I don't know like where the allergens are right now in my body like they're probably in like my nose passages or my eye thing because it's like that's where it shows up the most in my nose my ears burn a little bit and then my
my eyes get watery and they hurt and then my I like lower eyelids or something they get all poofy so so yeah but I mean I'm here Probably just gonna chill in my car. I really don't like seeing my mom here, but at least she's not dead. Isn't it weird how like sometimes a child will tell the parent that they wish they that parent was dead, but it's like only because that parent won't let that kid do something that's like not good for the kid and then it's like imagine saying you wish your parent died like I would so not want that what does that say um oh compact yeah I guess um yeah that would be like so weird if she died I don't want her to die for the record I just I so don't want her to die The world is going to shit. I think that's it for right now. I'm gonna like lay down, maybe listen to music or something. Yeah.